Welcome to the Shamums. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Shamums podcasts here. Why do I always say podcasts? It is podcast. I can't get my TNS. Maybe you want to do two, babe. Maybe you're sort of... I feel like I have a secret list that comes out when we talk um, <laughs> and it's just the fish line when I do it. I don't know. Sometimes it comes up. It's just a singular <laughs> podcast, guys. I know why. We've got a lot to talk about. There's probably within True, this another six podcasts, too. things that we could go on. Um, and yeah, welcome back, guys. So lovely to have you here. Hi, Dan. Yes, Hello. so we're discussing today, um, we're going to do some personal updates because they're always interesting since we're living our um, Shamummy's life. And mm-hmm. we are talking today about shamanic journeying as well, which we did discuss in our Q&A episode briefly, um, but we're happy to go into some more information on that because it's freaking amazing. It's just, it's just the yeah, best thing. It deserves its own podcast. Maybe I think it's so multiple. important. I mean, it's the main thing that we do. I know, really, this I mean, is our, this is our connection to everything mm. shamanistic mainly is through this. And it was sort of like, like foreign to us I think definitely when we first Mm. um heard about it 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 can be I think even the name like I don't know maybe it needs a new name rebranding um to make it more accessible but it's basically guys just a way of being a shaman and meditating and seeing where that takes you but we'll go into a lot more of it um what do you think we could you could rebrand it as, Lou? Like, what? How would you? I, mm, interesting I would see, to think. What, I remember what words when I heard you... journeying. I was like, mm, that sounds like something really like you're on a horse and you're going in the Western world mm. and you're just um, going through all these plains and trying to discover yourself. It was really quite. I don't know. It sounded really boring to me. Um, journeying because journey. mm. like travel is a good word too because you are really I mean that's sort of what you're doing yeah. but that's journey yeah I've well, heard I it guess. called that traveling in the spirit as well there's a book on that mm, um, mm. even that it's just really do you know the way there's those concepts like this is my thing with new age as well that there's too much there that is like oh it's all unattainable it's up there it's beyond you mm. you can't get connected to it because you're not spiritual enough or you're not enlightened enough mm. it's sort of got that ring to it for me but um not now that I do it but I remember at the start thinking oh shamanic journey like <laughs> it does sound a bit yeah yes, very fairy it sort does, of as well. but it's yeah. very real guys that's why we are you know we're here giving it the real spin like living our real life doing real journeys let's think of yes. a new name before the next time we talk about it um okay, okay good idea <laughs> um but also personal updates so we do journeys regularly um I journey every day if not multiple times sometimes um and you're going through your real deep exploration of it Dan, aren't you um getting into yeah it I am I'm still doing it with with our shamanic teacher mm. um that's where I'm getting the most powerful journeys, but obviously getting to that point where if I'm doing them myself, um, they're also getting to that level, you know, I'm kind of like growing and learning in that personal area. But I always find, I must say, I always find journeying in a group or journeying with a more experienced shaman, um, the energy in that setting for me just elevates the journey to the maximum. I can get in there much more quickly um, I love having the, having the confirmation that the other people in the group are also on the mm. same journey. That's um, has been pivotal for me for this whole 
um, journey that I've <laughs> been on. The journey the journeys and the doing a journey word. with another journey. Um, but, you know, the personal journeys are great too. And I think once you do those group journeys and you get to realise that, you know, that it's real, if that's what you want to say, um, then when you do the, the journeys at home, it just, you know, you're actually able then to really get into it more. It is if you know what I mean. Blowing. Yeah, it's really powerful in the group because of the, just the frequency. It's like any group thing that you do in consciousness, like whether that's um, breath work or meditation, anytime it's in a group and you're mm. all, but in the group mm. journeys, what I love um, when we're with our shaman is that we all have one task and it's um, yes. always, you know, very different reference points for everybody because ultimately when you're journeying, you are in a sim- yeah, symbolic communication really when you're in your own energy field or you're um, being tasked to go somewhere. Source is speaking to mm. you in symbols and signs which is your own personal language but also when you come together Mm. in a group we'll often see so many similar things and there'll be little things and it's Mm. always the symbols that pop up are usually to the other part to the person's strengths um, and very Mm. clear Mm. and then the ones that we all pick up on together is like the greater picture which is amazing too um Mm, but we mm. do um yeah you've had um you done the group one last time do you want to talk about that one yeah, yeah, I did. Um, I did a good group journey last week. So um, the funny thing was, we did quite a simple tasking. So we went to there's quite a few new people in the group. So we went to a very basic heart, what's called a hard target, which would be, um, you know, a, a very specific experience. Like for instance, this one was jumping out of a plane, or you know, just to practice getting into. Um, attaching to that tag and getting to that journey space that the shaman and these has are, set up. These are to blind go to, journeys, you know what I mean? by the way, aren't they? So we're not told the what they are journeys, at the beginning. Yeah. We get a number and we sit as a group and we journey. Yeah. And then attach. Yeah. You attach to that number and through that number, um, this is the, the bit that sort of spins me out when we first started is how can you get there through this no. number? <laughs> but this this object or place is attached to the number or a tag really it's sort of like a almost like an entry point would you say to direct you to get into that Mm -hmm. journey space so um with the blind journeys you do use those numbers so we got the number and I think because I have been really questioning at the moment where we come from our creation Mm. story and you and I were talking about this at Dawn Fraser Pool you know how did we get here are we actually divine beings or are we actually beings that have been programmed Mm. with DNA, which is like a code, um, you know, by another, um, another group of beings in the universe or, uh, you know, I've kind of been really thinking about this quite deeply. So I had really been wanting to journey to our creation story, which is that really just shows you the level of where you can go in a journey if you want to. You can access all of this information. I think because I've been wanting to do this journey, I actually went off on the journey myself. I somehow um, skipped the tasking and I went straight into the creation story and it was incredible. I saw basically it was all sort of under the sea. There were all these beautiful mermaids swimming and, and the sea was just full of like you could sort of sense that it had this creative potential in the actual water. The water was full of almost like nutrients or there was something just so um, powerful about this water that I was in with these mermaids and then 
then I sort of started rushing over the top of the water very, very quickly. So it was sort of like being in a movie and like rushing over the water and then seeing the first light coming up, which is when I realized in the journey, I'm like, oh, okay, this is the creation story. I could kind of feel it. Uh, and then what did we do? What did I do after that? Then, then it kind of got very dark and then it went white and very misty. And then, uh, and then there was all this black uh, jelly, this black gel- gelat- gelatinous sort of um, substance. And I was sort of surrounded by this substance. And I think that was somehow um, linked to the creation story. And I think it's interesting yeah, it's interesting. I didn't really get my answer. I feel like I saw the creation story, but I still didn't get any answer about what, is there a program? What was this substance? The substance to me seemed mm. otherworldly. So it seemed to me that there was definitely some sort of involvement there. Um, and, you know, having all this interest in ancient Egypt and all these ancient cultures, there are so many, that, I mean, it's sort of clear that there's a period of civilization where human beings have been much oh, more advanced definitely. than we are today. You know, yeah. how did all these – so you think, you know, that all kinds of fits in with my beliefs anyway. But this black jelly, I can't get it out of my mind, Lou, and I feel like I've seen the substance of mm. creation in the journey. So I need to yeah, go back there. Yeah, the jelly and ask. Yeah. And journey on that. But it was, it, it was interesting because when I spoke to um, our teacher, you know, the tasking was jumping out of a plane – um, the only similarity I had with that blind tasking was this feeling of like yeah. rushing over the water very quickly. It was like a camera was just flying over the ocean. Mm. It was that quick. Um, so I did have that feeling of kind of not fall, like falling or flying. Um, but I think that I just got, you can just get pulled into that journey if that's, that's yes. where my higher self wanted that to take me on that say, day. So yeah. I didn't really have you a choice. I went off the tasking and went, and I kind of went off. And, and in that case, I could sense that the journey was good I could sense immediately that it was what I was asking for on a subconscious level anyway. And so I just kind of went with it, but you'd want to be careful that you weren't being pulled off in some other. Yeah. You got to have a lot of discernment. Yeah. Yeah. That was the, exactly. Yeah. But that was a really, um, that was a really amazing journey that I had. It was just so beautiful, particularly the ocean part at the beginning with the, I just can't explain this water. It was just Mm. so beautiful and almost thick thick and rich with just potential it was just I've never felt anything mm. like it it was it was think, incredible yeah, yeah really good journey for me I think that's a really powerful way Lou when you feel that like the sensations that come with it also so when you're into journey and you get into it it starts to feel really visceral and like you can literally mm. like I will be in and I'll see elements and landscapes and you can just touch them right like you're right there you know but obviously you're journeying in your consciousness yeah and um, that's it I did the um creation journey um was it last year or so and I actually yeah tell um, me about yours I was then felt myself as like a little creature like a tiny like nearly ant I looked down I'm all brown and uh, there was a council there. So I seen this council that come and put land, put put um, sentient beings on earth, um, but starting mm. with the insects. So starting with that, and then I could see how there was like this zero black dot and then it just expanded. So it was like going through um, mm. mil- thousands and thousands of years very, very quickly and holding it. And I can feel mm. when you do things like that, where you're going through timelines and seeing different things when you're journeying, you need to be worried about the free frequency that you're holding for that as well because it does feel a lot like your Mm, physical body mm. has a response to that um but I went through Mm. and I was um, evolving as this little insect 
tapped into different things and different seeing different parts of the world but the water came up quite a lot in that as well so it was like there was a dot mm-hmm. and then there was water um and then the council were watching the whole time which was interesting because I have then since read mm. research about the the you know the creation of the world beyond what we're told in the histories and how there's councils mm. and obviously you know now I you know, I can con- connect to those beings and I can get confirmation basically when I go into journeys and I know who they are and you know there's more to that story that comes with it which also happens when you do a journey is that sometimes you get fed a little Mm. bit of information that maybe you didn't have an intention to hook onto but there's always a purpose it's always from source always divinely led that you will then it leads Mm. into other things and then you start to see it reflecting in your physical world also all the time because the spiritual world echoes Mm. Mm. physical world and back and forth vice versa um I think it's a really good example, though, just mm. quickly to interject there, Lou. So say you and I had a different creation. We had mm-hmm. a different creation journey. So then you might say, okay, well, yes. you know, which yeah. one's right or which one's real? And in actual fact, the point of that is, and, and it illustrates so nicely that we can all have journeys to the same place, but as as individual spiritual beings, we will have different, like you said, different symbols and different experiences of those places or uh, or things that have happened or, um, you know, so in actual sense it's all true but it's just our own way of connecting with that particular story yes. or information and it's always sort of provided to you in the right way that's right for mm. you individually. And I think, you know, when we do the group journeys, like you said, we do have individual symbols coming through and we see different smaller things but the overall picture whenever we talk about when we went to Shambhala for instance we all saw Buddhas we all saw greenery you know there were these basic elements that were the same but then the individual parts of that journey um can be different yeah. I think that's, and that's sort of just interesting yeah it's just seeing it from another perspective well. like you can if you look at a family of five people and they're all growing up in the same house each person will have a different story about how they grew up because it's all their own individual experience but they all lived under the same roof exactly so it's your own perception and um, that you that's why you get that unique language from source that will communicate to you because it is tangible yeah. there's been times where I've gone for a real deep journey and I would just go in longer like a deeper one for me would be up to an hour hour and a half and it really really evolves Mm. like it's you're watching a movie and there's parts of it and you're thinking this can't really happen and then you just get shown something I remember one time um and I was going in and it was just about my self-worth and how I felt about myself and I was in the journey and I was looking at a at this wall and there was a little like note in the wall and I was like what is that note and I just went over and I seriously was about to finish the journey before that and I went over and there's this note and it was the notes that my daughter draws for me and it was like it like mm. it was like a punch in the chest because she draws me all these beautiful cards and I mm. keep them all by my bed mm. and it was just like almost like I had because she'd done me so many I wasn't paying attention to them about how she sees me and then it was like this is how you see yourself this is what, this is what I got from it my own interpretation anyway and I was just like mm. floored like I just thought these things that you just you know literally like little things it's not always that to that extreme but you really get to then 
it's just elevating your frequency to that level so that you can exist on that level. You come away from the journey, you're high on that level, you understand things from that level. And that's where it plays into real life. Um, and I had, so I mm. was doing my shaman stuff last week um, and I'm going through this sort of deep cleansing, healing, all really like in, in depth, you know, I'm doing this process at the moment. And um, something mm. came up and I was doing, um, I then went in and I'd done a journey on it. It was about my... Um, childhood and uh, about my parents and I never really had a clear story about how my mom and dad had split up and stuff had happened and my dad had gone away and I I came up I'd on a journey and I witnessed it I went in I see what and I seen what happened um mm. and it's just that the emotions came up it was sort of like a an incident that happened and it's just sort of shone onto me why I'd never really addressed that never really came up so I thought I'll go in and I'll see it and I seen myself as the two-year-old and I seen what was happening between the two of them and I seen him leave and what had gone on and that, you know I've journeyed on my birth I've journeyed on my death I've done thousands nearly of journeys literally going in and all different things I'd never done this so I knew it was very clear and real from all the experience that I have had also I could never have done it before and fully trusted it maybe up until this point so mm. and also that's a really brave oh, place to go because you may have seen <laughs> I'm like, you know, show me everything <laughs> I mean maybe it's that you're ready yes, now to yeah. say that stuff. But I stuff, see, I see the benefits of good. it, though. So I'm, I'm more than happy to deep dive. I, I'll just throw myself into every part of it. Um, so I seen that, and I was like, and I, you know, obviously all these emotions come up with that, but also because I'm more aware of how things play out in your life through your subconscious, I then was able to come away and see, like, okay, so there's been a sense of abandonment there, and you know, lack of trust, and all these things. So it's showing you your journeys are showing you something for a reason you know something that's come up whether that is um immediately need to be seen to or something that's under the surface that really is beneficial for you to address so in the journey there was you know the resolution was me getting the truth because I'd never had the truth on it um and anyway so it come come about where um I just was like then well I do have this real problem with older meals and in my life and I was tied it in with my other abuse and I actually was more then feeling abandoned and that I couldn't rely on anyone and that no one was trustworthy because of that and then later in the week so I have a pang in the car and I told you about this um so I pulled out I was in the car mm. completely my fault I'm in a lane I pull out and this I, I hit this other car that was there and it was a young guy and, and even then a part of me was like oh thank god it's I know looking back now I can say this like I was I was thinking thank god it's not an older guy he's going to start shouting at me that's just the way my subconscious was playing because I really didn't mm. have any of this trust um and then, yeah, so I'm like, I'm really sorry, it's my fault. You know, I completely organized and get this sorted. But also I've had, I've been on the receiving end of that. I've been, I used to have a moped. I drove around Sydney and I was hit a couple of times and that, which didn't end well, like hit and run in one time. And it was just really like the emotions were all coming up of this. And I was like, wow, this is freaking big. Like I've had a car and really shaking my nervous systems going and everything. Anyway, so I'm like, Lou, you're safe. You're safe. You're safe. Everything's okay. This guy's okay. Just get it sorted. You're in the driver's seat. And normally I would crumble at stuff like this. So I come home and I'm like doing mm. my breath work and I'm like, you're calm. And I'm like, and I didn't want to journey because you don't journey in that frantic state. So I'm like, no, you know, you're okay. You've got mm. a lot of guidance for this. So I'm like, I'll go get my car sorted. Um, so, and I said to the guy, look, just get some quotes and I'll, I'll pay for your car to get sorted. So um, I go to get my car fixed. I'd been in uh, two weeks before because it's had all these like scratches from people. And I thought I'll just get it fixed up, get a quote on the scratches 
Um, and I'm like, okay, so that's what, the, that's what it costs. And now I'm like, shit, I've done my car in, uh, it's more damage. I'm going to, mm. and then I'm like, what do I do? So I'm like, okay, I've got a really good network of people. So I, I reached out to friends and I was like, does anyone, can anyone recommend a place to go to? They sent me to one place. The, the place I went to sent me to another. And the, the guy was like, he looks around the car and he's like, oh yeah, that and that and that. And I'm like, how much will it be? And he's quoting me less than the quote I got for the for the scratches I just mm. accumulated on the car um the week before as well as the, mm. the damage of this crash and I'm like what oh my god okay and he's and I'm like why are you being so honest like why are you so nice and he's like well why not like people can be like that and I'm like okay like mm. flummoxed by that flummoxed by my own support for myself and doing it because normally I would hand this to my husband and be like can you sort this for me I just can't handle these things <laughs> so then I <laughs> We might get people asking on the yeah, Instagram right? um, who the mechanic we'll, we'll put is. That maybe just reach out. Just reach out. He's. I'm just guy. joking. Um, so anyway, then I'm like, right, okay. So I'm really cool with like the process now of dealing with this. Then I get a missed call, and it's the guy who I crashed the car into's parents, like his dad. And I'm like, and he's like, leave me a voicemail. Um, and he just said, can you call me? Because um, I just want to sort this out. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm being tested here. I'm being tested. Because um, I already mm, had this mm. thing with mechanics. And it's like the men, they're not respecting me. And I've always had problems with it mm. anyway. So um, I'm like, I'm like, I got to phone him. And I'm like... <laughs> getting myself geared up I'm like okay okay so I lift the phone like you're cool Luke you're cool <laughs> so I phone him and he's like oh yeah so sorry and I'm like look I'm really sorry um it was my fault and I just want to get this sorted and he's like okay um all right and he's really cool he's actually really nice um and he was like well go go get some coats do you know anywhere and I'm like well I'm on the other side of Sydney they're over somewhere else um, so then he's like, okay, well, we'll go and get it sorted. So I just left it. And in the meantime, I did pray. Like I said to my angels, please make this as easy and graceful as possible. Mm. Um, and I prayed on like that day when things were happening. I was like, show me what this is meaning to show me, but also knowing from that previous journey, what was going on. Um, and then, so my mm. car's in getting fixed this week. And then he phoned me, you and I were together actually the other day. And I'm like, oh, I've had the, the dad's text mm. me. He mm. said, he's got good news. I'll have to phone him when, when I can later. And we were like, oh, I was like, I wonder what good news is, though. Um, so then I phone him and he's like, well, you'll not believe this, but he's took the car in to get fixed. And I had pictures of it. There's full scratches down the side, like where I've done the damage. He mm. took the car in, um, his son, and then he's brought it to this garage and they buffed it up. They cleaned it. And at the end they were like, um, so he's like, how much does it cost? And he's like, nothing. It doesn't cost anything. And I was like, what? Excuse me? What? <laughs> I'm expecting like... I'm it's expecting like, like $700 of. worth of damage to be fixed at least. And he's yeah. like, I oh, know, I'm shocked. And I was like, well, you know, I did pray mm. on it. I did say it's a prayer. Incredible. And he was like, tumbleweeds. Um, okay, well, that's really good. <laughs> <laughs> but I was the whole time I'm like, oh my God. So I listened to myself and my journey. I followed through with the tests that came after it. And now there's this like big sense mm. of resolution for me on like all these factors. So like the somatic stuff from like being crashed into mm. the, um, mm. the, like the way I treat myself when things happen, like my relationship to other people. And I was just like, this all started with that journey last week. Um, so anyway, that was a really good outcome. Um, and I highly recommend like <laughs> going in and journey, but praying, my praying, praying to the angels. Like, Guys, just make that. And I sort of said a couple of prayers and left it at that. I wasn't wallowing on it um but yeah it plays mm. out this is how like you know you have a journey that was, was truly angel intervention because to be Dude. charged nothing for mechanical repairs is 
It's, that's, that's just that's not happen. good luck. That, I've never heard like, of that happening. Um, mm, so basically no. what I was getting at was that the journeys, when you have them in the spiritual world they will always echo back out into your physical because there's never really also a wasted Mm. journey um which I remember when I first started Mm. I was super frustrated because I literally had I felt like I was the the world's biggest onion with so many layers to peel back that it was feeling like Mm. oh Mm. god like am I getting anywhere with this like it really doesn't feel like anything but as soon as you make that um just that conscious consent that you're going to go into journeying and you're going to take it for what it is you will like you start to get all these Mm. physical representations in your life and then it's where Mm -hmm. you become not like whole in a sense you need to be whole to start bringing all these things in in your life but you start to just recognize the benefits of everything that's happening and why it's all occurred yeah yeah like you couldn't get there without that I think you have to keep that, you have to sort of keep that momentum going too. I mean, like I know if I have a break or if I'm kind of, yeah, if I have a break from doing my spiritual stuff or my journeying or if I'm busy or I'm, you know, not paying attention to my dreams or not setting intentions for dreams and stuff like that, it all, it all will kind of grind to a halt. Like we've said so many times before to keep that regular practice is so important because I think you are sort of you're not really going on these individual journeys. I mean, they're individual, but like you said, it's all a part of this bigger picture of getting further inside the onion and that's self-discovery and not even just about self but about the spiritual world or, you know, whatever you're interested in at that time. You know, you, it, that there is that kind of momentum and then things will start to happen in a particular order and once you do that layer, then you get the next layer. And, yeah, I think it's just crucial to it keep is, the practice yeah. really and regular with the journeying. I, I would say I have a, like a bit of an addiction to it, but more in the sense that I really like to stay connected spiritually that way because I see the benefits mm. in my day-to-day life. Like I spent so many years, I'm not like getting the violins out, but I did spend so much of my life feeling I was just did not understand myself. And I had so much baggage and mm. trauma and issues that I didn't address that I am really swaying to the other side now where I'm embracing it all. And I will literally go heavy-handed into mm. everything because I can see the rewards. Like I've seen that shift in my life that happened from um, processing everything mm. Mm. Um, and using and shamanic journey and has been the one consistent daily practice that I've done I've done other things you know breath work sound healing um energetic clearing but the journey and and you know our shaman always says that journey is for everyone as well I don't think anyone is exempt from it kids already do it Mm. when they come into the world because they're already aligned with the consciousness that is um that we're trying to attach to as adults when we're journeying um but there's Mm, a really mm. you know it is just a it's it's just a guided meditation basically is a deep meditation with intention that's you know a really simple way of looking at it if you've meditated Mm. before and the best thing I think about the um about journeying is that you go into your own energy field which is crazy it's just crazy like and I've seen mine change over time I've seen the landscape change and I've done work with other shamans and gone in and cleared things and seen how that feels even physically and 
just to see that mm. as it is it's just, and I've been in other people's energy fields and you're just like in awe like I actually find it difficult to leave other people's energy fields because I'm just looking around going this is absolutely like, these people are beautiful like everyone is beautiful mm. and it's almost like we don't get to see it because we have the 3d world outside and we're having traffic and we're having dinner to make and you're doing all these things when you're in your energy field yes there's there's hiccups there there's attachments there's entities and things but when you clear all of them it's a place of beauty like it's it's literally like Shambhala like when we went you mm. know it's just this utopic place mm. of divine creation that is just it's mm. like you know when you see a really beautiful sunset and you just want to sit and watch it that's how it feels when you clear someone's energy field mm. and you're in it you're just there going oh my goodness like full body goosebumps like but spiritual goosebumps because mm. <laughs> you're in the spiritual world um and it's, yeah 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 I mean, I had a good, I had another good, um, I was going to say like on that note in terms of being in that really nice space, another journey that that I did last week was to another blind journey. So this was to a conscious mm. being. So it wasn't so much a hard tasking. It was a, and we're going to connect with a being, which is when you can sort of do Q and A with that being or ask questions and kind of get direct information. So sort of like a slightly different journey. Um, so again, I didn't know who we were being connected with in the blind journey as soon as I went into the void space I wasn't even ready to journey I was in the void space and I was kind of just getting to that point where you can kind of feel you can kind of feel that you're going to go I kind of feel like I'm going to get sucked I mean it's the only way I can kind of describe it I'm going to the void space and I, I kind of you just know intuitively now when you're ready when you're going to go you know which is why yeah I think like travel or journey is an accurate term even though we said before it's sort of because I do feel like mm. I'm getting sucked somewhere when I'm coming out of the voice space and to go. So I wasn't even ready to go on this um, this task, this blind tasking. And as soon as I was kind of going into the voice space and I was getting ready, immediately the devil just popped straight up into my field. It was a very black background, like a black hole, and there was just this big face in front of me and it was so bright and it came in so quickly. It kind of... Sl- a kind of like slid in sideways like a like how you would describe like a film one of those film things clapping it just it was just there and it was so abrupt and so shocking and it came in and it was so close to my eyes it was just right there and it gave me a real fright and immediately I just mm. um told it to go away <laughs> basically you know not sort of even with that language but I was just immediately just like my whole energy field just recoiled and I closed mm. off and I was just like get out you know basically and it did it disappeared straight away which was interesting and then I'm like there's no way that our teacher would put us on a blind tasking to any type of dark being it's just not what she would do because she's working mm. for the light and you know you wouldn't even do that to practice you know so this this sort of being uh, came in directly, you know, kind Mm. of because I was open and also because I'm sort of have a little bit of fear around this stuff at the moment. So I think I'm a target for that. You and I were talking about that the other day. But anyway, that's sort of a separate issue. But when I push that away, which is sort of um, part of spiritual battle, which is something else that we were going to talk about, but I think maybe we'll do a separate podcast about that. But it does come up in journey and you never know, really what you're going to come across and you have to be very careful it's not something that you can play around with you know because these entities are real and they mm. you know they will cause harm and they are trying to come in and they have an agenda and you don't want your energy field to get attached to that and also you don't want you know you are 
we are protectors of the spiritual realm as human beings, spiritual beings that have come onto this planet under natural law. It is our role and our responsibility to keep those entities away, Mm. if you know what I mean. So you don't sort of like that's an important part. So that anyway, that just came up in the journey randomly. So luckily I knew about it and I knew what I was doing because if you didn't. There's a lot can come You know, that would be really scary and you could have that attack. You could have an attachment then that could cause like serious health problems, serious problems in your relationships or your life. So anyway, I pushed that away very quickly and then immediately I just felt this angelic um, energy come in. So it wasn't even like light or um, my guides or anything like that. It was just angel energy. It was so strong and pure and it was very thick and I was just in that energy then. And then I started to really connect with this like green, sort of like a nature figure, like a woman, sort of like a nature goddess. She was all complete, had a completely green body and a green face and was just smiling and I just said, I just basically... With the q and A, I I was like, I always just say the same thing. What message do you have or are you, do you want to tell me anything or why have you come to me? And this woman is just like, I love you. And she was just giving me so much love and it was so beautiful. And um, then when we came out of the journey, uh, our teacher told us that she had connected us with mm. one of our highest guides. So I kind of met this beautiful nature goddess guide as well just giving me heaps and heaps of love and I think maybe she came in to sort of help me get over the other sort of like traumatic start to the journey where I had like some serious um uh interruption there yeah. from and I think like that like I said entity. to you I think that is always going to play on a fear so you you get tested again you get tested in the spiritual realm because you also get tested um what happened I found when I went in because I had already dealt with entities so there's no I don't have fear around that what presented to me isn't in, in mm. uh, interruptions in my journeys were false spirits so they initially come in as uh, they look like a guide or they look really familiar and but something feels off and like whether you get that straight away or you know a few minutes in and that question and we've mentioned it on episodes before are you here for my highest good they need to answer that um honestly mm. and truthfully so mm. you'll just know from that and there was a stage where I would be I would always then just check with my guides too um is this for my highest good and I still do it everywhere I go like even when I told you I went and done a breathwork session on Sunday and crazy things were happening on that um and I was still like every every mm. few minutes is this for my highest good because this <laughs> this is freaking weird is this for my highest good is this for my highest good and it's the best question <laughs> you can ask in anything that comes in with that um but they do like mm. initially they will they will come as like that fear factor the most gruesome thing that you can see um also i find in journeys if mm. i've been having a conversation with someone that day the energy of that being or entity or negativity like i don't even like saying the words off them like using the terms that we call them um that they will come into the journey and it's just a case you just you know you you know your own spiritual sovereignty you ask you for highest good you ask your guides to clear them if you're in that position um but most people this is the reason for um client journeys when shamans journey for clients and when people are doing energy work it's basically the shamans there to clear those attachments to 
clear those um gaps in your mm. energy field where these entities have come in and attached to so that's all part of what you can you can achieve with a shamanic journey that you know a shaman does for you um but i think we should talk about the mm. um process of it because you know people probably hear and i definitely did yes when i was like all right what is it so what is it then what do you do um but it's before you talk about what you do, Lou, because I think you're really good at explaining mm. that about getting into the void space, I just briefly wanted to say that the before you're going in there, what you're actually accessing is, you know, we talked about before that you we're only seeing as human beings, I did look it up this morning, I think it's 0.033% yeah. of the spectrum, the visual spectrum or the vibrational spectrum of um, what exists in that like visual the visual and audio spectrum are kind of what human beings are functioning in so that's what we can see we can see light we can see objects we're vibrating in that two-dimensional mm. three-dimensional reality but that there are these other vibrations or wavelengths or you know this is completely scientific for instance we talked about before with like a radio or a television you know people you stop and think like you can turn on this piece of equipment in your lounge room and see images on there and everybody can see the same images all over Sydney on this like electrical piece of equipment or same thing with a radio station like is that not miraculous that these images are able to appear on this television screen like if everyone has tv and they take it for granted but honestly those they are Mm. flying through the air if you like into your antenna and appearing on the television screen so in that sense when you are accessing these other what would you call them, realms or different vibrations you could call them, you could call it anything. All you're doing is really accessing that spectrum outside of what is easily perceivable by the eyes and the ears or what you can physically touch So, or the mm. 3D physical world, I guess you would want to say. But these other um, dimensions or vibrational fields or wavelengths, they do exist, they, they are there. And what you're doing when you're journeying is you are jumping onto those basically and tuning in you know, with your body and, you know, often the pineal gland is involved, um, which is, you know, in a lot of ancient cultures it was revered. It's the seat of the soul. It's like the third eye. With that pineal gland you can connect and that is sort of, if you like, an antenna where you can then attach to these other wavelengths and basically jump on them and view them. And, yes, yeah, it's even just to have, fascinating. Yeah, I just, the, I'm the so fascinated by it. Yeah. And it's, it is real. It is, it is actual reality. It is you know, like you said, guided meditation. I just didn't want people to be confused. It's not a guided meditation in your mind. You're viewing an image in your mind's eye that is actually a reality mm, in these mm, other wavelengths. Yes. If you know what I mean. And it feels like a guided meditation, but in actual fact, like I've said before, when we do the group journeys and we're all attaching to the same wavelength, which is this tagging that would send you to a particular um, place or a person or whatever. That and you're all going to the same place. That is because you are tuning yes, into like that the radio station. Tag. So you're just turning. You are actually yeah, to doing get that, that frequency. Is, yeah, yeah. It's an actual reality. And it's that, yeah, 
that's, um, that's yeah, the intention when you place behind it. it. So intention is a really important part of shamanic journey and you want to be really specific about it, um, which is why the blind journeys work so well because it's all with the same intention across it and aligns mm. everyone. Um, but I think, you know, there's different ways that in shamanism that it's approached. Um, so we'll talk about our way because we use the sober way. We use it where anybody can access, but there's definitely other mm. forms of shamanic journey. And I know that they talk about the upper realm, the middle realm, the lower realm. Um, there's ceremonies mm. where they beat drums and bring people into the journey. Um, there's ayahuasca and plant medicine, which is all done in other parts of the world. But the, the form of shamanic journey that we use is just fully present, fully conscious, no alter altering mm. service, uh, substances. Um, and just using a simple process to get into it each time so that it becomes then, you know, eventually when you have it, when you start with like this ritual or this process, it separates it from what you're doing in your day-to-day life. But eventually the more you practice it, the less you have to get ritualistic around it. And it's more just like you're, you're it's available to you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just, so you initially you start guys, yeah. with just, you have your intention. So you're going to choose what your intention is to journey on that day. So say, for example, you're connecting to your inner child or you want to connect to your higher self or a really good one to begin with is power animals. So power animals like your own um, totem animals that want to come that have been there that usually when you're first going Mm. in there's a lot of excitement on the spiritual side because the things have been waiting the whole time for you like (laughs) for this to happen yeah yeah yeah. and it's the guides too that's what happened with my guides it's really like wow here they are like they're they're with us guys um so uh, i think the power animals is really good because everyone knows what an animal looks like if you you know if a fox comes up to you in the journey and i found this in doing sound healings as well with the groups that a lot of people get the animal animal connection so it's mm. actually um it's really mm. like accessible for most people and you know you have that connection with a certain animal that'll come through um so you choose your intention maybe let's say to connect to your power animal for that journey so it's really important also like i would say initially when you begin it to start a little ritual around it i used to light my um palo santo um i would eat really lightly mm. as well because on a full stomach it's just like your body's doing other things and you don't want to feel like heavy um mm. i would do it like you if Everybody has different times of the the day where they journey better as well. So you can test it out morning, noon or night. Um, so you choose the time, you refrain, you don't have any alcohol, anything like mind altering substances, nothing like that. Um, mm. And then you just bring your body into this relaxed position. So you can be sitting or lying down. So this is where I would um, align it with that guided meditation way that you're setting it up to go in and you're doing something in that style. And you're very right with the, the difference between um, the guided meditation and the journey is like you're going into this actual determined realm with your intention um so mm. then you have you have a period of cool down you need to cool down so you need the you need to run through your body whatever way that is to slow your um body down so i would if i'm doing this with people i just guide them into some breathing to cl- to soothe themselves and to notice their body and bring the light through their body about different areas to see maybe where there's something stuck that hasn't been addressed that day you know maybe they're a little bit sticky in the throat and you can just use your breath to clear that so it's also giving that empowerment back to yourself or if you're in a group and just letting people know Mm. that you have the ability to clear yourself the channel that you are it's almost like cleaning the antenna to then receive the information yeah and connect on to that frequency Mm. um 
Yes. But the yeah. feeder beets are good too, Lou. I'd just say that in my cool down. I mean, that's the main thing mm. that I use. and But I can do it without now. But I think if you're starting, I mean, even if you just want to try to get into that nice relaxed space where you're trying to connect with yourself, you yes, know, the feeder binaural beets yes. are really, really good for that. They put your brain mm-hmm. into the feeder brainwave state yes, which is where you're more that. able no, to it's connect definitely fluent anyway the please waves. continue um so music you can use music but anything without notes or distractions because you just want your brain to slow down not be about mm. what is this music what's playing um, and there was even times at the start where i found the shamanic drums recording on spotify and i was listening to that myself because it's just that continuous beat mm. which is why drums are used yeah yeah that's same why with the, the binaural beats so it's just this one humdrum yeah. that you're listening to that's just getting your brain waves to slow down so you're less in the mind of distraction and mm. frustration and um all like thoughts of the day-to-day life and it's about just slowing the monkey mind right down and that's your cool down mm. and cool down can be anything from a minute to I don't know sometimes 15 minutes if you've had a really funky day um and then you just go in mm. so there's different ways to access going into the concept of it now some people like to go in through the mind's eye some people like to go in through the different chakras in the body um, personally, I'm at a stage now where I just go in and I just, I just present myself. I, I know what my landscape is, but when I first went in, um, I would use the heart. So the heart would be like accessing the heart and then imagine that you're mm. going into the heart. What does that look like? And generally you're presented with some visuals, whether that's colors. So you might just see colors to begin. Um, and then you might feel things like you might feel like warm on your shoulder. Or, um, I remember at the beginning, I used to feel like something touching my hand, and, but it feel like my guide's hands like pulling me in yes um ready to go I actually feel like I'm falling off the (sighs) back of my chair I know that sounds crazy I get I go into the theater beats and I have them on and I'll be thinking this or that and a few thoughts will come in and then I'll have a period of like oh the thoughts will just stop then and I'll go into I just concentrate I know it sounds silly you're not supposed to concentrate but I concentrate really hard on the theta binaural beats on my headphones and then I'll get to the point where I'll stop thinking and then my eyes kind of I don't know and then I kind of feel like I'm spinning backwards and then I just get sucked I feel like Mm. I'm being like sucked like a by vacuum cleaner and I'll just get sucked yeah. somewhere and then straight away the images like will come. Like the portal like that. into That's it. That's my yeah. personal um, experience anyway. With the, with the energy field, I feel like you need that access point. Like you've said, you know, you just need to go and have that, okay, this is my direct line to it, which is why that's really good because you have that pull let's see with the heart and see with the mind's eye. So it's like, it's like a laneway mm. into it, you know, and you're just going into something. Yeah, I never have to think now, am I ready? Like at the beginning when I first started, I'm like, okay, I've been in the, feel like I've been in the void space. You're unconsciously like, okay, should I try to see some images now? I was sort of like guessing, but now it yeah. just, it just, yeah. And it's like it a muscle. This kind is of why like we, happens. Like we'd say mm. do it consistently, like everything, because you are honing your spiritual muscle of connection by doing it. And the more that you do it, which is why there's never missed the journey, the deeper the connections you get. So initially it's very fuzzy. Everything's very, maybe just, you're like, am I even here? And then you get a little bit, remember the first times where you'd be like, mm. I'm doing it, I'm doing it. And then you lose it because mm. you're meant to detach. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. you fall. 
It's like a lucid dream when you're in a lucid dream and you realize yes. that you're lucid dreaming um, and you wake so up. So exactly if you're going in and you f- you feel something, say you're going in with a question. By the way, if you have questions when you're going in your journey and for whoever you want to ask, whether it's guides, inner child, your um, inner higher self, or whoever, who, whoever you want to target them to, um, you need to have really open questions like who, what, why, where, rather than yes or no, because you're ultimately receiving information and mm. you will get more clarity on the those issues like how should I approach this um what is the best way for me to do this or where should I be placing myself rather than do I go there is that the right one because it's really easy to do that and get yes no answers whereas when you Mm. go in because you're really building this line of Mm -hmm. communication between you and whoever you're communicating to and yeah that's why I think it's always better to have exactly those open-ended questions or I don't even really ask specific questions I've only ever asked what is the message? Because often the thing that's there, whatever you're connecting with, like when I did it with Jupiter or whatever with this guy that I met the other day. Oh, they're ready. The message yeah. is they There's want no, to give you the have message. Much. Yeah. And so I never, um, I never confuse the situation. I'm mm. always just like, give me a, what is the message? Just give me the message. Yeah. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Instead but you of you can do it. Like this is where when you're when you're doing it and you're sort of at the stage of like, say something happened this morning, and you know it could be that you are wondering whether you should take a holiday overseas. So you go in and you think, is this the best action for me at this moment? You know, or uh, just, just things where you're, where you're a little bit oh, questioning yeah, yeah. over. This is where you can use it basically like, like just a truth teller um, to get all the information that you need. But then you're in mm. there and it's initially very short to begin because it's, again, it's a, um, maintaining a frequency when you're in there, which can take a lot on the physical body when it's not used to it. Um, but it's really good if you're guided into it and you're mm. guided for that time and then you come out of it. And when you're coming out, you have the cool down at the other end as well. So you just let that integrate into mm. yourself physically, mentally emotionally and you can you know you can journal on it you can like make a few notes about the most significant things that come up um and then you just leave it as that until you go into your next journey and it's literally that is your process so Mm, you can mm. do them I remember at the start it would be like maybe just 10 minutes five minutes here there but you can really go like you can build up your journey stamina and go in for as long as you like as many times a day as you like mm. um but it's just yeah just the most unique way of connecting to the spiritual realm that is just so efficient and delivers the quickest most mm. clear results that you will find out of every spiritual practice i believe out of everything and like you know so many of the years and like you said it's um on top of that which is enough as it is but like you said you're able then to have these experiences in your life which are so beautiful and to access these type of images and these type of realms or dimensions whatever you want to call it sounds a bit airy fairy but to sit in these places in this type of journey space or meditation space is completely enriching your life because you are not only able to see stuff and get answers and access the spiritual world but you are yeah you're enriching and enhancing your life by mm. being able to sit in these beautiful beautiful this beautiful energy and kind of otherworldly spaces I guess which is just like it you is, said it could yeah. get very addictive because it's it's um 
you're not just living in the 3D world. I mean, the 3D world also has its benefits, but I think to be able to access these other places as well is um, creating a much yes. more whole and I find experience that, of so your I life, really. I go there mainly for knowledge. Like I've built it up to the point where I'm going in and I'm connecting with these higher beings, which, um, again, that's a, there's different levels you can get into in it, not like in a hierarchical structure, just like where you want to go and what frequency you can hold and how long you're there, what information you receive, well, what that's beneficial for in your own life's purpose and mission as well. And you go in and I literally will go in mm. and if I want to seek an answer on something like uh, in the wider sc- scope of the world, I will go in and journey on it and I will get the truth. Like I did it for St. Patrick's Day. I felt weird about St. Patrick and and I went mm, in and I just mm, journeyed on right. it and I seen everything for what it was. Um, and then you can do these. I do these little snippets, sort of blind journeys in the morning. And it really, it's just like an injection of joy and, and like the highest of frequencies into your soul mm. for the day. And you're, you're seriously, like, mm. you just cannot believe, like, it's, it's like it reflects back into the vibrancy of life because you, you see what is like, what is there. Mm. Yeah. And you know, the 3D world where it connected. feels so dense and can feel so heavy and, like I said, I spent too many years of my life weighed down by all of that. And now I, I experience this way. Mm. I bring what I learn in the spiritual realms into the 3D in a sense that this world is beautiful too. And it's just that clearing of your own energy mm. field and respecting what is there and and bringing it back in and then sharing that mm. with people because I, I think too many people don't get to experience that beautiful on like it, you can't put into words mm. how beautiful it can be it's just too indescribable there's not words that can describe mm. like the just the sheer beauty of it all when you're when you're there and you know you're in the source connection mm. and such high frequencies that we are as as whole sovereign beings entitled mm. to and yeah I mean I think that that's definitely where I'm at in terms of I think that I'm at the moment with my journeying, you know, without me even deliberately going to these places like the creation thing I told you the other day and having all these questions about, you know, where we've come from, that that is all really pivotal information that I'm being given by my guides without asking and that is for this greater purpose of really, mm. you know, this new earth that's coming and this kind of shifting out of, you know, of all of these old patterns that human beings have been stuck in. I mean, there's that sort of transcendence or ascendance if you want to use those words I mean I hate to use all those words it's sort of difficult not to use them because um it's sort of hard to explain this stuff in words but I think as a human being I do think that I'm because I'm aware of that stuff and as well you are Lou and anybody who's connecting through journeying or connecting spiritually if you're getting this information it it is um you're being Mm. armed in a way with this sort of information and connection to be able to really understand and move forward and take you know take everybody else forward as well who are sort of on that level of understanding I mean without sounding so like wanky or privileged or that you have some special power but I think it's just if you can access it, then then it's important. It's important yeah, it's to all use it for that higher and good I would of everybody say, as um, well. 
that also that we already know all of this like this like everything we already know how to do it so you're just getting the knowledge that's already there like you're just getting your access to it again so that's why when you mm. do it it does yeah it feels exactly. familiar it's just the so, access that's exactly um, again, right. like I don't like any of that like wanky spiritual stuff because I just think that really makes it elitist for people and it's like well you're doing that I could never do that which is the way I used to think about mm. it but really when you know that it's already within you and you're basically mm-hmm. just getting some codes to unlock what's already already there inside you by experiencing this way and mm. yeah that's it and you're just tuning your radio it's just in. right that's there all you're doing, like which you can everybody do can do um, and I would love even <laughs> just down the line for so many people just to come in one group and learn how to do this because it's just like the most phenomenal tool that you can use for everything yes. in your life and it doesn't make you that you're up there on this enlightened level it's literally just like you're whole you become whole from it and your life is so much better mm. so mm. Yes. Yeah, you're just using all your tools, basically. Like, why would you oh, only no, use five that, of the like, tools and, in your toolkit yeah. if you have 25? And that, you know, we've got our senses sort of like are amazing. Like, this is why, like, there's times where I get so up in the spiritual realms and then I come back down and I'm like, oh, it's cramping my style. But then I'm like, the taste of a mango, oh, my God. <laughs> and then <laughs> and swimming mm, in the ocean. Well, and like, like then you have all those nice, the yeah. Like, wow, this feeling. <laughs> and that's what you do. Like, you sort of come back down and you're like, oh, my God, the smell of that leaf like <laughs> just literally <laughs> yeah it's funny and when we we're at dawn fraser the other week and we were having this big debate about are we co- are we from a code where do we come from and then we have you know really kind of like i was feeling i feel stressed by it i feel stressed by not knowing which is why i think i'm going on these journeys but then i just dived in the water mm-hmm. and i was like well I just dived in the water and had this beautiful physical experience of feeling the water on my skin and moving in the water and, um, you know, just so beautiful to dive in the water. That that tiny little experience is so magical and so beautiful if you're really aware and you're in the in the moment and you're being mindful. And I then encourage. actually, in actual fact, it doesn't matter <laughs> yeah, because doesn't I'm really going to dive in the water and have that experience anyway regardless. And so it's a good reminder that, yeah, exactly, just to enjoy exactly. your life and that's as our well whole and not intention, get too bogged guys. down. We're not here to tell that you stuff. that you need to be doing this and you need to do this, that and the other. This is the way it is. Literally just live your life and have fun and let it all flow. Um, should we wind up mm. on that one? And if yeah, and if anyone has any questions, guys, please as yes. always reach out on the Shah Mums uh, Instagram. Um and until next time, hope you enjoyed listening to that one and we'll speak to you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye, Lou.